All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I will not. And I was hoping that could be the cold open, but it will not be the cold open. I hate to break the fishing news after Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. I saw that, Chalmers. Episode 253 of the Real Life Podcast. Hello, I'm Tyler Remchuk, and as you can tell, Chalmers is here in his truck. So is Bag Milk J and Wanye. It's episode 253, brought to you by Oodle Noodle, 14 locations in Edmonton. And how do, good does this sound? It's a cold Sunday afternoon in Edmonton. You're sitting Yay. curled up on your couch. You don't want to order or cook any food for the Super Bowl, so you order yourself a little bit of Oodle Noodle. Oodle Noodle and the Super Bowl. That is a combination I can now, get Now, are we behind. allowed to just openly say Super Bowl like it ain't no thing like it isn't the big game trademark. it's the big game the big game the big match. I think you have uh I think you have more wiggle room in a live ad read uh also well, no one listens to this we do I, would like, I would like the record state that was Tyler your M. Chuck's opinion yeah. stated yeah that is not the stance of the nation network or any of its subsidiaries. <laughs> I and was not paid <laughs> I was yeah. not paid to say Super Bowl. I said it on my own. There was nothing that in the ad That was a statement on behalf of TSN Tell 60, yeah. made by Tyler yeah. That is their belief and stance and view on this subject. And if Roger Goodell is one of our 13 listeners, you are going to love later on, Roger, when we get to the Super Bowl. Though. Yes, absolutely. All of Tyler's opinions are strongly associated to those at uh, TSN 1260. All they originate from TSN. Out of Bell Media and yes. TSN 1260. Yes, of Alexander you, Graham Bell, in fact. Now, have you seen the, the Wayne's World promo now for Uber Eats where they, 
make it a very big point to not say the word Super Bowl because they're Mike Myers out Mike oh, Myers yeah. out, yeah, and Dana Carvey. Oh the my God, they have too much money. Wow, those two got back together, eh? And they were, oh, yeah. they were feuding. Those two were feuding as as, as no. recently as two years ago. Yeah, for real. Dana, Car- Dana Carvey's got beef with Mike Myers for a few different things, including uh, he was originally supposed to be Doctor Evil in Austin Powers. Why? Mike Myers just decided to do it himself and took the impression. That was a Dana Carvey impression. Yeah, it, they were both doing yeah. it uh, based on the guy from uh, fuck. What's his name? I can't think of it right you now. You know what, Dana now. Carvey? Fuck you, and I'll tell you. That's why. my two. That's my two literal sprocket, like non-sports yeah, heroes. Those two. Listen, no, the guy listen, that everybody Calvary. does at Saturday Night Live that speaks. Uh, what's Lauren Michael. Lauren Michael. When yeah, he yeah. did the damn movie Master of Disguise, and like it was, he had a deal with Subway. They were giving you prizes, Master of Disguise. I was all in. I went to that movie. I have never been more disappointed by a major motion picture in my entire <laughs> life that includes Phantom Menace. That was supposed Mike? to be the new Wayne's World, the new Austin Powers. It was supposed to be Master Mike, of Disguise. And it was Mike so Myers terrible. is like one of my favorite people in the world. And he's had a couple of real stinkers, like the Love Guru. That was a bad movie. Oh, what is it, you cut fish? What are you talking about? <laughs> no matter how big of a comedian you are, you could be Will Ferrell. Mike Myers, you can be master of your craft. You always do one picture too many, and then your era is over. I mean, just look at Sandler. He just knocks them out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got a deal with the devil or some shit. He's he got that miserable. sweet, sweet Netflix deal, you know? I would also make shitty movies for that much money. Wouldn't you, though? That- yeah. And doesn't Sandler just, like, bring his boys around with him, too? Like, he's just making sure yeah. everyone They're eats. in every movie. Yeah, it's just an excuse Great. to go to a far off heated climate like Hawaii and yeah, get every movie's in Hawaii. Have you noticed this now? Yeah. Every movie, Bora Bora, Hawaii. Yeah, well, I can't blame him. You know who did it right was Eddie Murphy. He was just like beyond popular and rich, and then was like in the scene but never made anything. So he was like hanging out with the big time celebrities and pals with Dave Chappelle and all these guys, but never like tarnished his legacy. Just didn't do anything. And then he did that uh, Dolomite movie, which was awesome. I got a handful of things to get to. While we're on the topic of films, uh, I finally That's wrapped awkward. up. Your M-Track? That's awkward. I feel as though you're... That's the best part. You got to let it go. That's the best part is when he's super awkward with the transition. I only have time for so many podcasts, you know? And this represents 100% of them. <laughs> I finally got around to finishing up the Tiger Woods documentary. Um, boy, they make his dad look like a real asshole. Oh, yeah. Um, that you was... see how Tiger's at the end of it? Like, he says, I'm very grateful for the life I've had. He yeah. knew about that documentary. He knew everything that went in. So, I think the point of it, kind of, was to do anything to paint Tiger in a very sympathetic light. And I felt like that was the intention of it. Like, everything just seemed like it was geared towards... Everything seemed like it was geared towards, you know, this is why Tiger did it and it maybe wasn't even his fault kind of thing. Like, he was raised to be this, you know. When they showed that assistant pro talking about how him and Earl used to be, like, wildcats and shit. Yeah. And he's like, sorry, champ. I was like, oh, they just gave him a green light for the second half of this documentary. It's not Tiger's fault. It's that guy's fault. Well, yeah, that's kind of what I felt like it was. And I didn't, I liked it. I thought it was entertaining. It was cool, especially because I was too young to like really know what was going on with Tiger Woods. 
Um, like, I just thought it was cool to watch his rise up again and get, like, an in-depth look at it, kind of. But the point of it was definitely to paint him sympathetically, and, and that was kind of my biggest takeaway. But it, it worked, because, like, when, you, when, when I finished the documentary, I, I mean, I didn't know what to think about him and his life to begin with, but when, when you see stuff like his parents breaking up with his girlfriend through a yeah. letter because it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna ruin their plan like you see how much control they had over him and when he started to kind of take that control back it was it was pretty evident that he was not afforded the tools to deal with real life uh that you know from a young age that he was given and and you know if, if, the, if the whole idea was to show that this stuff is not his fault and that he's just he's he's reacting in a way with his life that was kind of ingrained in him by what he saw around him they did an amazing job at that because i personally came away thinking yeah i probably would have been the same way if i had that kind of an upbringing that kind of a father if i saw that kind of shit and you know it just it showed that he was like Whoa. mentally enabled to like he, they said all this time all the times that he was he could compartmentalize better than everybody but there was that one portion in his life and that's the mental side of relationships he never learned, and he couldn't ever figure that out. Well, it seems or like his parents, his parents' priorities, it seemed like in raising him, were golf, and then number two on that list was, like, 50 feet down, and number two on golf. that was, like, how to present yourself, and then, like, another 50 feet down was, like, basic social skills. And I feel like he just, that side of his brain almost, like, wasn't given a well, chance to I, develop because he was I would also, I, I, Sorry, Ben, go ahead. I, would just, I was just going to say, I would also think that no matter how you're raised, if you reach the level of fame as Tiger Woods got to, you're going to be fucked up in one way or another yeah. anyway. Totally. I don't think he's lacking basic social skills. I mean, for fuck's sake, he went to Stanford, right? He's got hey, a, and he plays a mean air clarinet slash saxophone. Wasn't that cute, young Tiger? Oh, he looks so happy and carefree. I bet you that's the best time of his life. I bet you. Yep, yep. Yeah, see, but that was the, that was him when he had it, but it was it was killed in him. Like, yeah. and I'm not talking about social skills. Yeah, maybe I, think, I used the I wrong believe, word there. I, maybe what I should yeah. have said was like how to deal with your emotions, like things like that. Like, I think he well, was talking about it. Such in. A, when you're that famous, tell me somebody who's been that famous who's gotten through it okay, other than Tom Hanks, right? Like, Paul McCartney. if you're walking down the fairway and there's a sea of people, like when I play golf, Chalmers, if somebody clicks a pen, I lose my shit. If there's a hundred people deep everywhere you go, roaring everywhere, it's not about social skills. Like the the amount of pressure on you is without yeah, a parallel. I agree with that part, but there's the part that really struck me was when he's on tour and he's a young guy, and there's a lot of older players. Like I think his name was Paul Loria, and he his his niece or daughter or whatever was um, became close with Tiger because she was probably at every event. And she was probably hanging out with Tiger, and they showed that she became, and they became, really, really good friends. I remember and when the narrative, when Tiger first joined the NH or the PGA, it was that his best friend was Marco Mira. Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, oh, old. my God, Marco Mira. What is a 22-year-old Tiger having common with very, Marco at, Mira? At the very end of the documentary, she, she talks about how she reached out to him in all these times, and he just cut her out. And that's the type of, like, relationship... And, and, and how to deal with that shit that he wasn't taught. You know what I mean? He never had, because in his mind, his parents breaking up with a girlfriend of his and, and never talking to her again was just, you know, part of the fun, but part of the course. That's, uh, I, I need somebody to break up with all ladies for me. Tyler, I'm hiring you for that job. 
I think when you're that good at something, you know, and everyone around you knows that that's what you're good for, quote unquote, right? And I think that you're given an indefinite hall pass if you're winning, right? And it isn't until shit starts to come crashing down around you. And that's, you know, if you're Tiger Woods, like imagine, yeah, you won the Masters, you did all this crazy shit. Imagine like two years later, you couldn't get out of bed for like eight months. They didn't really get into like the dark period when he's yeah. living down in Florida. But like weeks would go by. He was worried about getting bed sores and shit. It's insane they brought him back and made him I, golf again. I yeah. absolutely love the part where he's in Vegas, fresh face. The world is his oyster. And then within like five years, he looks just like a beaten man. Oh, and fuck. He's hanging out with Charles Barkley. Michael, yeah, Vegas. Michael Jordan and Jesus. Charles Barkley is what brought and the ship down. Vegas is like a drug at this point where he doesn't want to be there, but you can tell he has to. And he's like, yeah. he just needs that lifestyle. That was sad. And yeah, they didn't really touch in on a lot of the injury stuff and, and the dark places that he probably went with his injuries. But like, I mean, there was a lot. To, 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 you never can really understand why a guy would fall from grace like that, but then to see his dad get sick and pass away, and then him all of a sudden become like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it up to my dad in a way by going and like living the military life. It, yeah, and they like, didn't, they didn't get down to the bottom there either. Like the shit he did to try, he basically joined the Navy Seals without joining the Navy Seals, and he yeah. was, he had like, remember he had the really bad knees, and he was like limping and shit down the fairway. Yeah. He was doing runs with like 20 pound weights or some crazy shit strapped to his legs. And they were like, dude, you have to fucking stop. And he's like, oh, Percocet and shit all crazy and was like, never. And then uh, the machine should have stopped him because, like, that is not the regiment of a golfer. Well, but he, he didn't, didn't want to be a golfer that, anymore. He wanted to there, be, a, he wanted to be Earl Wood. There's a perfect tie in. You say the machine should have top, stopped him, but he didn't forge the relationships in his personal life to have a machine around him that could stop him. He's best friends with Stevie. They are his, he's his caddy. He's in all the best times of his life. They're at each other's wedding. All of a sudden he takes a job when he's injured and he never talks to him again. That's well, fucked up. That's not, that's not obviously what happened. That's what Steve Williams told in documentary happened. Why would Steve right? Williams lie about it? Yeah. Why would Be- Because he either a doesn't understand what really happened right like i just i have a hard time believing that that was anything other than the final straw well but but tiger is renowned for just cutting people out of his life people are crazy like that though man if you go look at high achieving people like that's a common occurring theme around people like that because if you're like what's an example if you're like a rapper and you have like a crew of rappers you're trying to bring along with you at some point if they're not good you're either going to turn into them or they're going to turn into well, Deepwell was good, but like you're either going to turn into the same lunatic if you're Nelly, right? <laughs> no, but Steve was good. Steve, Steve was the yin to Tiger's yang. It's, it really like matter, when, like, it's like it's like when Bieber cut out Lil Za, you know? Well, that's probably the right play. Poor Bieber didn't have a fucking friend to his name. <laughs> but I think that like Oprah, I remember reading Oprah's book, and they were they were interviewing some lady who you worked for when she was in Chicago and getting her show off the grass. She was like, and then I never heard from Oprah again. And it's like, well, what are you doing? Well, I have the same job. Like, at some point, people like that that are that good at something, they cut ties with people that they think are energy vampires, right? Yeah, but we don't I know don't what Steve that's... Williams is like. Remember Fluff no. Cowan? Remember his first caddy? Remember that guy with the big mustache? Yeah. That... Or, um, what was <laughs> Fluff, Fluff Cowan. Fluff Cowan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
He yeah. started doing interviews and press and tried to write a book and shit. And Tiger was like, you have to stop, right? You have to stop, like, making money off of knowing me and being around me. And Fluff Town was like, no. And then he fired him. So who the hell knows behind closed doors? I cannot see a guy like Tiger Woods cutting out his fucking right arm over something that small. Well, I agree. I, what I liked about the documentary was I got to relive. I was, uh, you know, this was the heyday of our golfing. Watching oh, yeah. It, it, watching it, it back. And to, yeah, it did take me back. But it, it also made me realize that I didn't pay enough attention when I was a kid and that I didn't fully understand what was happening. And to see, just like when he wins the U.S. Open on one leg, like, that's amazing. That made me feel so, like, glad that I got to see it, but kind of pissed off at myself for not paying enough attention to it. And it's why I'm going to hearken to my kids, like, pay attention to, like, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. This is, they're, they're easily the two best players right now in the NHL. And you got to pay attention because this is like once in a lifetime shit for you to have these guys on your team. And, you know, well, really absorb it. While we're if, if we're going to transition topics, like I sent out a tweet last week when McDavid scored that goal against uh, against Toronto. I said, "Man, Oilers fans are lucky," and a bunch of people responded and were like, "Oh, are they really lucky? Like, look at the last ten years." But like, nah, fuck that. The last ten years are worth it because you get to watch not one but like two future Hall of Famers play on the same team at the same time. Like, you get to watch Connor McDavid do shit that no one's ever done live every night, and that's unreal. Oilers fans are so lucky for that. So, Chalmers, I got a question for you then. Along those lines, what you said to your kids about McDavid and Dreisaitl, are you feeling yeah. the same way a little bit as you did about Tiger when it comes to guys like Sid and Ovi? Because they're, they're on the tail end. Well, and I am, and even, even earlier than that, with just like, you know, being eight years old and having Gretzky and Messier on the same team. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I did kind of absorb hockey a little bit different when I was that age because I was really into watching hockey. I wasn't so much into watching golf. I was into playing it. But yes, I, I did pay a little more attention to, to Ovi and Sid Crosby and like even guys like Pavel Datsuk. And so I, I kind of, I, I know what it, you know, what it looks like to be into that. And so I can appreciate that a little bit more. Um, but, you know, like when it comes to the Oilers, I, I say, I, I'm kind of, I kind of try to break down. I kind of try to work my takes out with them when we're watching the game. You know, I say to them, like, you know, we're four and six right now and things are looking like shit and we really need to turn a corner. And then we have two games against Ottawa now. Take that with a grain of salt. But it really looked like they started to put some shit together. They started to flow. It started to look like chemistry was building. And right now at 6-6, six and six, this is the most optimistic I've been about this team this season. Two questions for you, Chalmers. Do you swear around your kids right now? No way, right? I do, I do not. I do not. Okay. At what age do you think it becomes like socially acceptable to swear in front of your kids? So we talked, we've talked about this because I like to listen to music and I don't like to listen to, I, I don't like to like, we, there's swears in music. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Right. And so I say to them, I'm like, if you guys are aware of the right words and that they can't be the wrong words and you, and then when they can be used and when they cannot, and that you just cannot use them. Sometimes I slip up around them and I have to say like, look, I'm sorry. I slipped up there. Not a big deal, but you know what? I'm pretty pretty open with them about that kind of stuff and we listen to music with swears in it and they go oh, there was a bad word and i'm like you know what it's just it is what it is so i don't know we don't <laughs> yeah, i don't know ask me your m check ask me Wanye, yeah what do you when, do when jr yeah Walker, we're swearing from day one in this bitch and i already have playlists that make them listen to with swear words in it you know and we're about that life so I, I don't care if you want me to play him project pat without swears 
I don't even know how the hell I'm supposed to pull that off. So my dad still to this day just hates swearing. Like when it's a social setting, like if we're out on the golf course or whatever, like he'll swear. But like in the home, if we're there, even though me and all my siblings are grown adults, if you drop an F-bomb, he's mad. Like he just does not like it for some reason, which is totally fine, totally acceptable. Um, but I'll never... He oh, thinks sorry. he thinks that he just thinks like the way he was raised, it's disrespectful to swear around your parents. He thinks there should be, you know, like <clears throat> you're a family, you do things like, you know, wholesome, I guess. Like just don't swear. But I remember the moment where the floodgates opened with swearing with my mom. She was hot glue gunning like a little door decoration, <laughs> and she hot glue gunned her finger, and she was like, ah, son of a bitch. And me and my sister both just like looked oh. at each other, and we were like 12 to 14. We're like, Oh yeah, it's on. And from that point <laughs> forward, it was just free reign with my mom, but not with my dad. Fuck up, mom. Really funny because my parents never used to swear around me, and so when my dad would swear, I knew shit was serious, you know. And so like that's kind of what I'm. I'm like, I don't want to swear in front of my kids. I'm just gonna keep it in the bank for when they really do something dumb. Smart. And then I pull one out, and then they know, you know, shit's real. I always, I always find these conversations interesting because in my house growing up, language like that was never a big thing, provided that the context was correct. You couldn't just be like, like, fuck was the ultimate don't say that one in the house unless, like, the world is melting. But, like, everything else in, in proper context just kind of flew. So I always find it interesting. How oh, no, not in my house, man. I got too much going on. Bitcoin, all sorts of shit. I can't be worried about where we're Exactly. Whatever. Why did Junior, you want to say fuck for no reason? Good for you. If you turn into a serial killer. We're gonna to have to talk, but I don't care about swearing. <laughs> I know, uh, I know that there is a section of the listeners that enjoy when I talk about my dad. So something I learned about him this week, my sister texts me. I being one of them. Yeah. yeah. My sister texts me and goes, so she tells me the story about how she's just chatting with my dad on the phone, and he goes, "Hey, I keep seeing this ad for this thing on TikTok," and like my dad <laughs> doesn't. He thinks everything is Facebook. Like that's his knowledge of social media. But somehow he's been introduced to TikTok recently. And he's yeah. like, he, he told my, my sister was like, what do you mean like on TikTok? Like you were using TikTok? And he goes, yep, I like to go on it during my lunch breaks. And it's like the most mind-blowing thing for me and my sister because, again, like my dad, it took him like a solid week and a half to learn what his Apple Watch was when we got him one. And like now he's on TikTok. It's been a wild time. He says he likes it because there's lots of DIY tips. And that's the TikTok I like, he's he likes, he likes to watch Babes Dance. I guarantee it. Well, no, probably not. Yeah. That's not really my dad. Yeah. Well, I, fuck, who knows? But um, anyways, my dad's on TikTok, and I think that's hilarious. I laughed hard what's at that. His, uh, he totally likes to watch Babes Dance. Let's follow up. I, I, I think he's using it without an account. Because I, I, I tried dad? to search for him, and I can't find him. So uh, Did you look up my dad as his name? <laughs> his name's just Dad. Dad, yeah, your no, Remchuck dad, yeah. The way uh, the way I look at TikTok is is if if it's if it's a good TikTok, somebody will post it to Instagram. I don't need to go to TikTok for it. Nah, two nope. things I can't do. Two things I cannot do in 2021. One, wager on sports. Two, download TikTok. It cannot occur. <laughs> My favorite guy on TikTok right now, Chalmers. I should send them to you. It's a guy who spoofs the fact that like old NBA players like to talk about how the current NBA is soft. And he's created this like character named Don Shampoo, who like recall they recall stories of Don Shampoo when he's driving to the hoop, getting like shot in the head. And you know it was the old days, so there was no foul called. But with the bullet in his head, he made two free throws, and it's shit like that. It's the funniest thing, man. I cry laughing at it. 
send those to me. I love those things. Yeah, I'll forward those off to you. Um, all right. We. Oh, go ahead. He was talk when you were talking about not betting. I love that our real life chat has turned into basically betting. So like oh. what we're doing betting, how we're doing betting. And I was listening to something today, and we've all had bad beats, but I just I couldn't help but bring this one up. There was an over under on a basketball team to score sixty six and a half points. And with nine minutes left, they had 63 points. Nine minutes left in the game. They scored a three-pointer at seven minutes and 50 seconds to make it 66. And they didn't score again that game. And <laughs> it was the under. And they show, like, the, the clips of it. And they had probably 10 missed three throws, a bunch of missed, like, foul The fix is uh, in. Oh, Doesn't that sound like the fix is uh, that is a shaved job and a half. Mock three. Let's go. There, Mock three. There is basketball produces the worst bad beats in all of betting on sports, I think. Like the amount of times you'll see in a college game where the spread's eleven and a team is, you know, down by eight and they're just dribbling out the ball at the end of the clock. Or sorry, they're up by eight. They're dribbling out the ball at the end of the clock, and then they'll just, like, for fun, lob up a three and make it and ruin the and spread. It's in. like, oh, my fucking... That's, I can't do that. Well, I'm also brutal at betting I, on basketball. I'm sure a lot of people got robbed on the Gaetan Hoff goal. Me, I did. I yeah. had the over. Fuck. And it was a two-and-a-half-point uh, spread, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that Ottawa series was very kind to me. Very, yeah. very kind. Oh, it was yeah. me, too. Yeah, I mean, all I think, Chalmers, when I hear all this talk about sports betting, you guys are wasting a lot of pornography time. <laughs> you know, it's, there's it's a lot of other things now. you could be doing with your time than figuring out who's going to win. University of now, Kentucky slow pitch. Now, now I don't have to search for the perfect video for 45 minutes and then finally do the 45. Why the algorithm got better? Or you gave up. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I just look at betting lines and I'm, I know exactly where I'm going. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I had joke. such a good NFL season betting wise that I took out a sizable uh, withdrawal from my account, and that feels good when that hits the bank account. It was nice. You, you even sent me a screenshot, you degenerate. Yeah, I did. I was bragging about it a little bit that day because uh, I hadn't been winning you. a lot, but I'm now like on the betting site I use. There's like stats that tell you your career, like withdrawals <laughs> and all of that, and I am now up money on my betting career, which I'm One very, very proud of. Track. I'm going to tell you a story right now. It's going to lead to an analogy. It's okay. going to put a bookmark in a conversation for a later day between us. One time I was in Moose Jaw at a casino, and I was very drunk. And I lost a lot of money gambling. And I was walking by this little room they have in the casino in Moose Jaw. And I look over, and it's the responsible gaming room. Jay, you know this room. Oh, yeah. And they literally have a person who sits there and, like, will counsel you if you have a gambling problem. And I was very drunk, and I think I looked too long at the room, and the guy came out with, like, would you like to come in and talk about responsible gambling? And I was horrified, and I went and got more money and lost it. <laughs> wow. If I think that I have to have a conversation with you about your sports betting, I'm going to take you to the proverbial little room in the Moose Jaw Casino, and we're going to talk about your responsible gambling. Well, I'll Don't get too hooked on crack. We are in the crack business. Buddy, this, this, uh, is gonna be, this, this weekend is going to be a crack-filled weekend. Oh, like yeah. This, Gamble responsibly, I, today, though. I am, I am fired up right now. This weekend is turning – it's my favorite weekend of the year because we got – I mean, we're even blessed with an Oilers game, too, on Saturday. Battle of way. Coming off some big wins over in, in Ottawa and or against Ottawa, and we got the Super Bowl. We got my favorite golf tournament of the year, the Waste Management Open. Mm -hmm. I am – I am flying, boy. Now, Chalmers, 
Are you in the... How can I put this? Do you go to the raves for the Molly or for the music? Are you excited about all the sports <laughs> this weekend for the gambling or the sports? Like, what it's are you pumped Molly. about here? Both. <laughs> the Molly. One, yeah, one like, feeds the other. One some people like the, the music other. of Tomorrowland. I myself watch it on YouTube. Other people <laughs> want to go to Coachella to do drugs. So the question is, do you want to go to hear the music or do you want to go and see the music? Yeah, I'll answer. True. I'll answer that with a. I'll answer that with a um with an actual <laughs> situation. Week thirteen of the NFL football. I was uh, week fourteen of the NFL football season. I was out of fantasy and I didn't get my best in, in time. I didn't watch a single play from the morning game. I did not care. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> so Robert yeah, loves his cover charge to the bar. I love my cover charge, and I just want the action. Fair enough. You're addicted to adrenaline. Yeah, pretty much. That's all right. Uh, we got Scott Hastings coming up in like 15 minutes, so I'm going to table the Super Bowl talk for now because we have a lot of it coming up with him. Uh, a couple different places we could go here. I have a rant I want to do based on something I've been arguing about on Twitter. We could do that, or we could do a listener profile, or we could try to do a listener them. profile. Okay, let's go yeah, listener, listener profile. profile. Oh. Okay, listener, listener profile. Uh, brought to you by Oodle Noodle. We head over to our Twitter DMs, and today it is Stephen Fiddler. Is his name? Oh, I know that guy. I know him. Yep. We are Twitter buddies. Environmental consulting and engineering company is who he works for. Interesting. Fun fact about him, and this actually ties into what we were just talking about a little bit. Uh, He's a big live music fan. He's been to over 200 concerts in his life. For the Molly or for the music, Fiddler? 100% for the music. Uh, He's a day one listener, part of the original 13. His favorite real-life moments, uh, he said it was the Ladislav Schmid two-part interview. He said it was fantastic. His stories were great. Fantastic. He adds, also, Chalmers wasn't there, and he couldn't sidetrack the interview. Oh. <laughs> I was there for one of them. Yeah, Chalmers was there for, uh, you were there for Schmid. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you, you well, totally did sidetrack that, because you were talking to yes, him about, like, a tournament in the Czech Republic. Yeah, you were talking about yeah. a, a minor league tournament. That yeah. you went Darn to. right. That was probably, Chalmers, one of the best five questions. That wasn't even a question that I've ever seen in an interview. <laughs> you started with a thought about him and then talked about you. And then he interrupted you to be like, you want to talk about me? And you were like, why? That's what I bring to these. A very <laughs> consistent. Uh, his favorite yep. Oilers memories. He says uh, the entire 06 cup run. He was in oh. university at the time. Parties on White Ave were amazing. Also, two years ago, he won a Ryan Nugent Hopkins jersey as part of the shirts off our back promotion that the Oilers were doing, and he got to meet Ryan after the game to go get it. Nice. nice. That's a great memory. Uh, his oodle noodle order is pad thai with double meat with wontons as a side, and the most exotic place he's listened to the podcast is in Dublin because he went there to see a U2 concert. Oh, cool. Uh, extra huh. bonus, he says he's at a soft three when he's listening to the pod, and that was a direct oh. quote. I would actually like to make a brief uh, aside here to the 13 listeners of real life. You guys are crazy on Twitter, hitting up Oilers Nation with numbers after gold. I love it. That's going really to be a thing, man. Like I'll just be that's sitting there culture. yelling at someone, and I'll be getting like eight, nine, seven, six, and that's all they're saying. One year during the beat cast, like the post game that I do on Instagram, I started off by saying, real life listeners, what's your number? And it was one of my favorite things just to see them start flooding in. I love it. It's great. Another thing I want to mention, please, please, please keep memeing this podcast. I love the memes that are coming out of this, whether it's Surveyor Brett or anybody else that's getting involved. I love it. 
Yeah, keep the memes coming so we can uh, post them along. Uh, before I get back in, to Fiddler, well, back to Fiddler. Do we have anything more on Fiddler? That was his whole. Bravo! Uh, listener Thank profile. you for listening to us. Yeah, Thank like, you for talking to us on social. Thanks for not missing an episode. Responsible three too. You're out. You're allowed out in public with that number. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're safe. Before I'm like a fellow U2 fan, I feel like we're looked down upon by other music fans, and frankly, they can go fuck themselves. With or without you, is an all-time anthem. I would agree. Great. Do you think they, like, are they in the some... are they in the Nickelback portion where it just became like cool I was, to I was hate on them? Say that I was going to say that that it, it got to really? Nickelback in some sectors of people. If you talk to people who consider themselves like hardcore rock fans, there are a subset of people who laugh at you two and they can go fuck themselves. No, but they're probably into, laughing like, at like current you two, like Act Chunk maybe and freaking what was it Lemon Party Lemon. Tour or whatever they did. Ah uh, yes, like, lemon party tour. Like that was that was Now when they force their only only mistake in their body of work is when they force their album upon you. I didn't get that, that album. This is what I'm going to put on my gravestone. I didn't get the free U2 album. It never came to my phone. Yeah, I it, for it. I, it maybe it was good. It was cut off putting, but like when I go to Dublin to see U2 play, Fuck like. Yeah. Classic U2. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Always. That's like going to Hannah to watch a Nickelback concert. Mm. That's right. Um, the Nickelback thing made me think of this, but a while ago on Twitter, I got like a DM request from a Twitter account. I'm trying to see if I can find them or if they've been like deleted now, but um, I got a, it was from a page that was just called the Avril Lavigne Truth. And they yeah. were like, "Would you like to learn more? Like, follow this link." And I well, did. Yeah, that. she's a she's a she's a double now, Tyler. Yeah, that's the that's rumor, not the right? original Avril Lavigne. I would like to learn more about Avril Lavigne. She's Canada's princess. Mm-hmm. Ajax, Ontario's own. Uh, okay, I'm gonna get to my rant now. Actually, no. Before I do that, I'm gonna give some love to Twig and Berries, our friends. Promo code Nation15 gets you 15 percent off at TwigandBerries.ca. No judgment, no shaming, no fancy words. Just real men. If you're thinking of hitting up. An outdoor rink, although it's too cold to do that right now in Edmonton. They have a sweet ODR gear, or an ODR line, some sweet gear in that. They also, they're doing face masks right now, which is really cool as well. Some hockey-themed face masks. So uh, check it out, twigandberries.ca. Don't forget about that promo code we're always plugging as well. And, uh, okay, here's my rant. Because I keep... Shout out, just one, one second, one second. Shout out to Twig and Berries. My brother-in-law placed a sizable order. And it's all he wears now. He loves oh, wow. That's hey. a testimonial. Oh, he will never... He's a supporter. He's a soldier. Yeah, big time. He loves them. So anybody that needed a, a, a podcast testimonial, there's one. I would, all, oh, I would also add about, that your nutsack... I would also add your nutsack undies accentuate your real-life number very, very well. So oh, keep yeah. that in mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> very well played. Uh your Remchuk, you will notice there is a certain someone recently has submitted a listener profile uh, request. Yeah, and uh, I would like it. I would like for you maybe next episode to feature her. You want her to jump the queue? Uh, is it Avril Lavigne? For fun, for funny reasons. Yeah, Lindy yeah sure. I will. Uh, I'll send. I'll send her one. I, I know who you're talking about. I think on. Uh, on the old DM. So usually there's now a list, but okay. And one final thought on Twig and Berries, because they're such a good sponsor of the show, I'm going to give them some business gold here. When this pandemic is over, you take those masks <laughs> that you've been making and you sell them as European man hammocks. Yep. You tell people that they're underwear and they yep. got to, 
put their twig and berries in the face mask part, and at the back, there's no drawers. Yep, chaplets. One million. One leg through each ear hole, my friend. Yeah. And they say, really? This what? Hey, yeah. this is what they're... Got a pivot. Got a pivot. Been, yeah, remember the Borat <laughs> underwear? That kicked off a movement. Everybody look at your M-Tug right now. <laughs> <laughs> is your rant perhaps about this? Yeah. Have we no. beat you to your rant? Actually, this has been a really good episode. We've been talking over each other a little bit, um, but everyone's but mics are sounding good. Yeah, the sound's good, which is all I really care about. Never JR, but that sucks part of the course again <laughs> no i thought i think jay's audio has <laughs> been fine today thank you all right here's my rant because i keep seeing the basically <laughs> this really sent me over the edge when some fucking coach bombay account on twitter decided to sit, send out a tweet that said you know at the nhl hockey is for everyone fine print not actually everyone you have to buy the 200 dollars nhl package be subscribed to tsn and sports and net and mostly like every other sports station in your area, blackout's still possible in the spirit of growing the game. Sorry, not sorry. People who are bitching about the TV rights, like, I understand that it sucks to have to pay for, you know, packages if you want to watch games. You but- don't have to pay, you bitch boy. Not you, the guy on Twitter. If you have the brains to tweet, you have the brains to Google, Google Euler free streams and enjoy your viruses and free hockey. Well, okay, just like everything in life is, here's my rant, just like everything, you need to pay for premium services. If you want the bare minimum of hockey coverage, then buy a cable package and subscribe to Sportsnet, and you will get all the games that are available in your area, along with, hey, they'll even throw in some national games, which is great. If you want to watch all the games in the NHL that are out of your market, then you need to buy Game Center Live, which is a step up. Now, if you want also the games in your area and all the other games, you can buy Center Ice or you can buy a cable package and Game Center Live. You have to pay for a or premium. Or go to reddit.com slash little r slash Oilerstream <laughs> and go about three or four links down like any other working brain and steal it if you're so inclined. Well, exactly. Like there, there is a, a legal but free way to do it, which is one option. Or yes. Don't bitch that the NHL. Oh, the Don't NHL. Bitch. It's a business. Yeah, I just it drives me nuts because it's like you know what do you want like TV networks and radio stations to just be giving away this shit for free? I know radio stations kind of do, but like, do you want Sportsnet to just be like, you know what, guys, we're good on the whole making money thing as long as this Gordon Bombay account stops tweeting us, that's good <laughs> enough for us. Like, holy shit, there's a reason this stuff happens. It's not like they're just like withholding hockey to make people miserable. How does Emilio Estevez not understand how this works? He's yep. in the industry. Unbelievable, really. How yeah, can he a lawyer about free? Yeah. <laughs> I just don't get it, man. I, I so, tried to exp- someone. Sorry. If you want to listen to, if you want to listen to free, uh, mediocre hockey coverage, download and subscribe to this podcast. Tyler. Well, yeah, there's that. And I had a really good exchange with a guy, um, on Twitter, the first time we've mentioned, sorry, you're on Jack. The first time we've mentioned <laughs> hockey an hour into this, is that you're mad at someone on yeah. Twitter. Um, yeah, it's a real hockey podcast. It's a real barn burner. His name was Tyler Farrow, and he actually seems like a really nice guy. We had a really nice back and forth. But the example he Great. gave was this is this would be like subscribing to HBO, and then them telling you after you subscribe that sorry you can't watch Game of Thrones in your area. And my response to that would be. No, this is like if HBO explicitly said the package you're subscribing for does not include Game of Thrones. It only includes everything else. And you still subscribe to it 
and then got really pissed off because you can't watch Game of Thrones. Like, everyone should know how this works by now. This isn't new. This has been going on for, like, a decade. There are ways to get what you want. You have to pay money for it, just like everything in life. That's the end you of my democratize. You got to democratize sports distribution. Fuck the suit. The internet is here to serve. Everything's free. As soon as Elon gets Neuralink going, we're just going to transmit it all right into our brains anyway. I know four different people who are waiting in line for Starlink access. Really? Yeah. Ooh. You know about this? I do. 5G anywhere. Like, you can get it rural. You can get anywhere on their little marble once the service opens up to you. We should uh, have a conversation after this, Wanya, because I got some. Uh, I was having an interesting conversation about Starlink yesterday and just kind of local. Well, how that's affecting internet providers here uh, locally. Just kind of freaking out a little bit. One of the most amazing things about Starlink is it can be adapted for use, not on Earth. And they can use it to communicate with space shuttles that are flying to Mars. What up with that, your M Chuck? You bet on yeah, that? Pretty, 10 to 1? Pretty safe, pretty safe bet that's not happening anytime soon when I saw that rocket that they just had go above 500 feet in the air and fall to the ground. Hey, man, let's be real. If you were sitting there inventing the first boat, you're probably like, hey, you know what? Some of these motherfuckers are going to sink. But a lot of them won't, and we're going to get some places. And it's the ben same Milk. with spaceships. Yo, can you ask me a question? Yes, sir. Why did Tesla stock go from 200 to 800 in a matter of two weeks? People are buying, buying into Elon's vibes, man. Uh, there is, there, like, one... I, I, follow, I follow an ETF called ARK ETF. They, they invest in... Um, a lot of a lot of tech and EV and that kind of thing, and they were so bullish on that. Their CEO Kathy Woods that they were so bullish on uh, on Tesla about a year, year and a half ago that she said one share was going to go up to four thousand bucks, and then they did the five for one stock split and it brought it right down, and then it climbed back up again. The answer why I don't know. I just think everybody's buying into what Elon's doing. It's right the now. darling of the retail investor. This is the yeah. rise of the retail investor, right? Two point five, two point five million people bought GameStop for the price to go fucky because they're organized online. And I think that set of people that invested, invested in Bitcoin and did crazy shit, those are the type of people who love Tesla. And and for a lot of those people, to Wanya's point, Elon is daddy to a lot of yeah. them. So Daddy, I think, in fact. I think no matter what Elon Musk does, there's a sizable segment of the population that'll just follow him into anything. I see. But the answer, I have no idea. Shit yeah. and building gigafactories and shit, right? That's yeah. way beyond car stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the cars are almost secondary to everything else that they've got going on. Okay. Uh, Wanye, before we switch gears here, uh, Super Bowl, are you going Mahomes or are you going Brady? <laughs> Here's what I know. If you <laughs> think I'm going to bet against Giselle's husband, I would never. Does Mahomes even have a supermodel wife? Uh, Girlfriend. He has a, a fiancé, yeah. Uh, has her work been in the cover of Vogue? I doubt it. Well, then who's going to win the game? You tell me, baby. Fair enough. Tom Brady. Now, are there going to be a lot of conflicted people in Massachusetts this weekend? Chalmers? I think a lot of those motherfuckers feel like the Gretzky trade, except it wasn't at the height of his career. I think they love to hate Tom Brady. Well, they're going to be cheering for him. Oh, they'll oh, be cheering for him. I think yeah. they don't hate him at all. To be they honest, they don't hate with him you. at I think, all. No, no I don't think. No, I, I think because he's, because it was it it was it, it you know 
they saw the writing on the wall and it was his decision and it wasn't an organization. And I think, I don't know. He can I, prove I, he, he can do it did. without him, right? He doesn't need all those guys. Oh, yeah, it, it must, did, it must he, piss them off though. Like, like in the sense of like shit, like it was like, like it's Belichick, but it was really like also Tom Brady that really brought all this success to us for a long time. But since it's happening so late into his career, mm-hmm. they, they can have nothing but praise and thanks for the like last 17 years of Patriots football. Uh, and so now this, this guy is in the, in the twilight of his career. You've got to be just supporting for the supporting the man. So I think a lot of, I think I, I bet you 99% of past fans are behind this. Uh, I, I was thinking about this the other day on Twitter because somebody was bitching about Connor wanting to leave, right? And how can he be this amazing and yet the Oilers have terrible results and shit like that? Gretzky never won a cup after he left Edmonton. And he okay, played another same, 10 fucking in, years, and they put in, maximum cash around his supporting cash, right? In that same vein, we I don't I think I was a little scorned by Gretzky because it was a trade, and you could tell his wife had the But I don't think anybody was scorned by Messier, and he went on to win another cup. Well, I was mad he left, but I was so mad at everything at that point. That's what being 10 was. Well, when he but left, I, it was kind of like the writing was on the wall that the, the band was but, breaking up and the team and was that, being... And, and that's more of the Tom Brady situation than, you know... But, like, why couldn't Messier have stuck it out here? Money, eh? Probably, yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah. All right. We're going to bring in our friend Scott Hastings from Odd Truck now because we got to get to some Super Bowl talk uh, brought to you by... Yes. Okay. Bye. See you one, yeah. Uh, all right, brought to you by oddshark.com. Everything you need to make the sharper pick from our friends at Oddshark. And if you want to bet a little bit on the Super Bowl, they have a ton of articles up there from their experts to get you ready for that. Add Scott Hastings and wait for I, I got to say, it, it made me laugh, and I love to see it, that Tom Brady and Gronk made that video. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Super Bowl. It's the Tom's social hear? game is tight. Yeah. Did you hear about this fun thing about Gronk and that – in the off season, before they started, uh, Coach Arians wanted him to send him uh, videos of yeah. him running sprints, and so he just basically did all of his sprints in one day and just kept changing his shirt and then sent him <laughs> that same video. Yeah. But what confused me about that is like, bro, like everyone was like, "Oh, he cheated the system," and it's like, "Well, you still had to do the running." Scott Hastings is here now from Odd Shark. Scott, that didn't make sense to me. I'm like, you just ran a bunch in one day instead of running running a little bit every day. Nobody ever said Gronk was the smartest individual <laughs> in the NFL. <laughs> so uh, he tried to game the system, and yes, he just you, ran a shit ton in one day. Uh, so good for him, I guess, getting in shape for one day. Did you Did you know another thing that actually blew my mind? Travis Kelsey is older than Rob Gronkowski. Did really? You know that? Yeah. A couple years. That is wow. surprising. I almost don't believe well, Gronk- you. I'm Googling it. Google it. I just needed, needed some time off. He just he needed to go on a giant bender and get it all out of him, and now he, he's back. He had to Tom go win a WWE title. They're the same yeah. age, Chalmers. Look at their birthday. He's older. May 14th, 1989 is when Rob Gronkowski was born, and October 5th, 1989 is when Travis Kelsey was born. Close. Yeah, so he's six months older. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, not wrong. He's younger, isn't he? Younger. Yeah. Okay, anyways, I don't know why we're going down this rabbit hole. Uh, Scott, we're going to do a bit of a uh, prop challenge between uh, the group of us here, but we'll get to that in just a second. I also want your take on the game. I want to go through some player props, but you have an article up at oddshark.com that was the best Super Bowl exotic props. Um, The obvious one, like the Gatorade colors always there. The one I love, 
who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first in his speech? Uh, which <laughs> prop stands out the most to you as just being incredibly outlandish? Uh, yeah, there's so many of them. Like uh, Sarah Thomas, she's one of the referees that will be doing the game. Like, will she wear her hair down in a ponytail or up in a hat? Like, these are just absolute ridiculous props that are lots of fun. You know, uh, will Andy Reid talk about cheeseburgers after the game, which I'm sure he will. Uh, that's a that's a good lock. Uh, you know, there's just tons of fun ones. What color will be Patrick Mahomes' headband? Uh, yeah. So I think those are the ones that are just lots of fun. If that you, if you're doing a Super Bowl party or something, and maybe some of your friends don't uh, normally bet on sports, that's just a fun way. Throw twenty dollars on a sports book, choose ten props, throw two dollars in each one, and just have a little bit of fun. Where lose. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, some of these are a ton of fun. Like the ones where it's like, how many times will something be mentioned? That's the one where I find you're paying so such close attention the entire game. He's like, oh, did they did they say Joe Biden again? Did I hear that <laughs> wrong? Um, yeah. in, in terms of some of the more serious props, though, like I personally, I think I'm going to load up on a bunch of Travis Kelsey stuff. I, I think he could have a dominant game here. Tyreek Hill as well, considering how he burned that secondary earlier in the season. Are there some like player props that you think, you know, like statistically are good bets? Yeah. So I was actually talking to a good buddy of mine today. Sorry. He messaged me out of the blue and was just like, Scotty Miller's over under set at 12 and a half. Am I high? Possibly. It was nine in the morning, but uh, (laughs) Scotty Miller's the type of guy that he averages about 20 yards per catch so far in the playoffs. He's not a guy that gets a ton of targets or a ton of receptions. But if he gets one catch, there's a very good chance he goes over 12 and a half or I've seen 15 and a half. In, even so, it's very typical for him to get one catch that will go over that number. So that's a little bit of a risky one, but a lo- uh, lots of fun because one catch and there's your, there's your over. For me, one of my favorite ones is going to be under six and a half catches for Tyreek Hill. Uh, and that's coming in at plus 105. I just think that if the Bucks have any chance of winning, they have to key in on uh, Tyreek Hill. And I, I honestly think that uh, Kansas City is going to have to run the ball early and often to slow down that defensive front line of Tampa Bay, just so that Patrick Mahomes has more time to work. So I think um, the over rushing yards for Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a good play, but also the under uh, for Tyreek Hill receptions. Uh, I don't want to bet against him for yards because – He's the type of guy that he can just go one and there's 70 yards, you know. He's, uh, he takes a screen pass and takes 70. Yeah, so he's a tough one. But I like the under. He actually only got seven or more catches in five of 18 games this year. So uh, I think the fact that you can get that for plus money at under six and a half is uh, too intriguing for me. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, what about just the standard spread and over under here? Are you leaning KC? Are you leaning over, under? How are you looking at those two? You know, uh, my heart says that Kansas City wins this game uh, in pretty good fashion. But betting against Tom Brady is just something I can't I can't do it. I, I, so I will be taking the, the Bucks to win this game. Uh, I don't know if it's the right bet or the smart bet, but it's just uh, it's Tom Brady. I, I know. Yeah, you've got to respect it. Yeah, exactly. It's just. You look like an idiot if you bet against him, but it wouldn't surprise me if they lose by 10. It totally wouldn't. First, the total, 56 points. I'm leaning towards the over. I think this is going to be a bit of a burn burner. And their their first game 
uh, of course, would have went over that total. I believe it was 30-27 was the final rate. Uh, so that would be over by one point. Uh, and Kansas City basically did nothing in that second half. Um, predominantly dominated that first half, half as you mentioned, with Tyreek Hill. So I think we're going to see another back-and-forth affair, high-scoring, and uh, lots of fun. So question, Scott. Um, I was uh, I was listening to uh, somebody talk, and they said that every time you have an offense, a potent offense versus a potent offense, that's what the teams are known for, that's when you go under. When it's uh, a, a, potent, a defense versus a defense, that's when you go over. I consider KC, obviously, to be a potent offense, but what do you consider Tampa Bay's strength to be, their offense or their defense? Well, their defense is really showing up in the playoffs, which is sort of changing what I would think. Throughout the regular season, I would have said offense, but uh, their defense is really, really clamped down. What they did to uh, Aaron Rodgers there uh, two weeks ago, I guess it is, when he had three straight interceptions, or, you know, uh, Tom Brady had three straight <laughs> interceptions, and they held him to, I believe, just one touchdown after that. So their defense has really stepped up. But at the whole, if you look at that offense that, that the Bucks have, you have to consider them as an offensive juggernaut. So uh, it is definitely a good theory. And I think that would play into a little bit of public perception that you have two offensive teams. Uh, you look at Buffalo, Kansas City. And so if you use that metric, that two, over, uh, two offensive teams is going to lean towards an under, well, I sort of felt that way uh, in the AFC ch- championship game but of course that went uh, well over so <laughs> yeah. you know you, you can't just go by these rules sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't yeah let's uh let's get into our little prop challenge here so here's how i laid it out i took four i have four kind of serious picks for us that's going to be picking against the spread mvp total passing yards combined between the two offenses and who you think is going to be the first touchdown score then we also have four that are a little bit more fun the coin toss, the Gatorade color. Will the anthem be over or under two minutes? Total number of halftime songs from the weekend, which I believe I saw on Odd Shark, was seven and a half for That's the weekend. So many songs. I had a lot of songs. Double take a lot that. of songs. That's a hell of a just, montage, though. Yeah, but if he's just or, going song to song like, to song, like. Oh, just 14 minutes of blinding lights, and uh, everyone uh, is happy. That's fair. All right, so let's start with uh, the serious ones. Winner on the spread. Scott already said he's going to Tampa Bay. I'm going to hop in here. I'm going with Kansas City. Chalmers, you're at the top of my screen. What are you thinking? I God, I went back and forth with this. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go with uh, Scott. I'm going Tampa. Tampa. Bag Milk, you've been a Kansas City supporter all year. What are you thinking? Keeps, <laughs> baby. Kansas City, yeah, I like it. Jay? You better. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, I, I I've gotta I've gotta support Scott here. Wow. Uh, I I just I I don't know I don't know what it is. I can't. I just think the Chiefs are the weapon and they're gonna win, but I just can't do it. I'm cheering for the story. Tom Brady, MVP. They win the yeah. game. You know, it's in just, Tampa. It's too, it's too in Tampa. Like and and, it, and and like from a come from behind drive like. Like the movie, it's gonna be a. It movie. makes sense. It makes sense. It do you makes think too much sense? That's before you, got, before you move on, before you move on, Tyler, do you think that if if Brady wins on Sunday, that he shuts it down? Like no, this is no, this is no. it. He's got one more year in his contract. How do you not step away from that ultimate Super Bowl in your city story, though? Because he knows he, he can to, do it again. He wants to play till forty-five. It's his goal, and he's gonna do it. He's done everything he's ever wanted to do. I don't see why this one would be any different. No. 
Yermer uh, Yager of NFL. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chalmers, you mentioned Brady is going to be your MVP pick? If I go with Tampa, yes. And so I just made that decision, so yes. <laughs> Scott, who do you think could win an MVP here? Mm. Got to go with Brady. I, is that the only way to go if you're going to bet on the box, like Brady to be the MVP? I, I think you're either going to go him or Leonard Fournette. Fournette's looked great in the last couple Playoff of weeks. Lenny. And if, if they really let him keep going. Uh, and that's an area that Kansas City has struggled with. But, yeah, you got to go with Terrible Tom here. And uh, they're going to win the game. He's He's got he's to carry that team. Jay, are you going to be the third Tom Brady MVP pick here? Or are you going somewhere <laughs> else? Um. Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah, like, that's a name I've he heard. Throws, <laughs> unless he throws like four TDs to the same guy, like how could it not be Tom? Because he's Tom Brady. They'll give it to him over the well, guy. That's, that I'm saying. that's what I'm saying. How can it not be Tom? Yeah. Like it, it, he, it'd have to be four, like a guy who, got, who caught four TD passes or something and ran, ran had like 150 yards in, or something. In like, this game, I think if you pick a winner, you pick their quarterback as MVP or – you're, you're wrong because that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you just got to. If, if I was picking, if I was picking KC, I would go against Mahomes and I would say, I would say Kelsey. I would pick Kelsey just because that guy just absorbs everything. But yeah. uh, I pick Tampa Bay. Bag milk. Um, me and you, we are the two Kansas City betters here. I'm going Travis Kelsey for my MVP. I think he could catch a couple of touchdowns. And I think if he goes off again for like 13 receptions and if they're focused on shutting down Tyreek in the big play, yeah. Kelsey could eat in the middle. If he gets like 13 receptions and a touchdown or two, I think they'd have a hard time not giving it to Kelsey. Yeah. Bag Milk, where are you going for MVP? Student becomes the teacher on this one, Mahomes. Patty Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw you're this. Right, Chuck. I think, I think, uh, I, th- I, I, I think you're right. I, I think Kelsey's, I, I just, if, if, if Kansas City wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you it's, took Brady. I think, I think you're right. Yeah. Honey Badger's also an interesting one. Just in that, you know, Tom Brady threw three picks against Green Bay. If he throws a few picks uh, in this game, too, I think the Honey Badger, uh, Tyron Matthews, is definitely an intriguing. At 30 to 1, uh, you know, a little sprinkle. Good value. Yeah, well, no. The book I use has Honey Badger at 70 to 1. Even better. <laughs> Even more of a sprinkle. Yeah. yeah. What's what's five? What's five clams on that? Yeah. Uh, all right. Three, the next one I had uh, <laughs> total passing yards between the two quarterbacks. Or, I mean, well, anyone that throws a ball, technically. Um, right now, the over unders for these player passing. Brady is set at two ninety and a half. Mahomes is set at three twenty nine and a half. So if you do three thirty plus two ninety, you're looking at about what is that? Six hundred twenty yards. Um, I did that math good. Aren't you guys proud of me? I always fuck up math. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was I'm, surprised waiting for it. It, I, I'm surprised it wasn't in the thousand. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, had eight, I had eight something. 208,000 yards. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going Millimeter. with a total of 680 yards between the two teams. Scott Hastings, what are you going with? Yeah, I was, I was looking at about 690, so we'll go with 690. Over you by 10. There you go. Bag milk, what are you thinking? Uh, a lot of passes. I'm going to go the over. No, you got to give me a number. And you got to just give me a oh, number. Num- I thought you were just giving me. A I'm at 680. Under, uh, Scott's at 690. Then I'm going to go prices right. Seven hundo. One, one passing yard. <laughs> uh, Chalmers, what are you thinking for passing yards? I love how you I do the five, research. 590. 
five nine. Whoa. Okay. Going under. Going Whoa. under. Smart play. I, I'm coming two in. Potent and, two potent uh, offenses. You take the under. I'm sorry, Bag Milk, but this number was in my head right from when this question was asked. Seven oh three. How dare you? All right, seven oh three is uh, Jay's the last of the serious props. I want to know who everyone's got to score the first touchdown in this, this football might, game. This one might go five for five. Who are you taking? Kelsey. You're taking Kelsey. Okay, uh, Scott, where are you going to go with this? Well, if I'm going with the Bucks, we got to choose a buck. Yep. And why not go with the other tight end and Rob Gronkowski? I think <laughs> I think they're going to force feed him. If this is his last game, perhaps yeah. uh, he's been slow in the playoffs so far. I think he's only got one or two catches. So why not burst onto the scene and slam that ball through the end zone? Gronk loves the big stage. Gronk, let's it. go. I'm going to go a little bit off the board on this one, and I'm going to go first touchdown score. I believe he was the first touchdown score in last year's Nicole Super Bowl. Hardman? No, I'm going Patty Mahomes. I think he ran in the first one last year because I bet on I him to score right. it. Uh, so Patty Mahomes is going to be my pick for the first touchdown score. Jay, who are you going with? Uh, I'm going with my fantasy darling, Chris Godwin. Okay. Yeah, maybe but I a do long believe, run. I do believe, don't roll out, sprinkle it on this. Tom Brady, QB sneak. Yeah. He always hedges. Has anybody noticed that? He always hedges. No, no, no. Give one answer. Can't lose no, 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 if you I'm take just both telling sides. you, that's my answer. God but I'm saying I'm also, I'm also betting on, on, on Tom Brady. Okay. Sure. <laughs> uh, Not a great hedge. <laughs> bag milk, first touchdown <laughs> yeah. score? Uh, Tyreek Hill. I could see that. I was debating Hill. Like uh, Scott, could you not see like second, third play, deep pass, Tyreek Hill's wide open? It almost, uh, when you say that, it just makes me think of, uh, oh my Lord, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, Denver Broncos, playoff game, first pass overtime, hits Emmanuel Sanders on a slant route for 80-yard touchdown. Yeah. Uh, oh my, why am I forgetting? Florida. Tim Tebow, holy cow. Uh, yeah, That's yeah. how far he's gone. I'm thinking double-A baseball <laughs> yeah, here with the Mets. Uh, yeah, because they went. Yeah, they went to overtime, and he had a slam pass, Emmanuel Sanders for eighty yards. So I could totally see Tyreek Hill doing the exact same thing. Open yeah. the game up, just gone. Can, yeah. can you also see? Can you also see Casey pulling out some trick plays and doing like an, uh, you know, like the fake handoff, and then on the other way comes comes Tyreek Hill, and he runs it in from forty out. Yeah, Andy Reid special. Andy Reid loves those type of plays. I posted a picture on my Instagram or a video on Instagram, which I don't do very often. Of the, the the three person pirouette on the uh, the KC yep. Chiefs did one play. If they don't do that in the Super Bowl, I'm going to feel very ripped off. <laughs> they're doing they that. They're go, doing go that. Is that a prop? Is that a prop? <laughs> it should be. I would bet on it. I love when they do that. <laughs> no, but it's pull out all the stops. All right, let's get to uh, the fun stuff here now. All the sort of weird, wacky props you can bet on for the Super Bowl. This one, I'm just getting everyone's answer real quick. It's the coin toss. Jay, heads or tails? So. Oh in my life, no. There's a couple go constants in life. You know, you oh, you can never bet an under. You always have to bet an over, right? Remember Chalmers' stick bow? You don't bet yeah. small. You always bet big. Yeah. Well, when it comes to heads and tails, it's heads. It's always fucking heads. I was gonna say heads, but just because you did that rant, I'm going tails. Scott, where are you going? Baby. Heads or tails? Tails never fails, baby. Yeah. There oh. we go. Chalmers? In the history of the Super Bowls, heads has come up 25 times at a 40% or 47% clip. Tails is a 29 times at 53% clip. 
Heads is due. That means heads is due. It's just due. Well, it's, a math, it's, a, it's, it's a math question. Yeah. You played enough roulette to know that that's not true. <laughs> each each flip is independent. Uh, bag milk, heads or tails? I don't care. Heads. <laughs> can you, can can... you pick the chief? <laughs> yes. I flipped a coin 150 times this morning, and it came up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, we're going to get to the uh, this one. I actually think there's a way to maybe do a little bit of research on it, and it is the color of the Gatorade that will be dumped onto the winning head coach. So I think red is at the top right now at plus 150. Then it goes orange. Then it goes lime green yellow at plus 350, which I think it was last year. It was yellow last year, I believe. And then after that, you got clear, you have blue, or you have purple. Chalmers is itching to say something. So what what are you going to say, Chalmers? Since 2001, orange has come <laughs> up five times. Clear has been four. None has been four. Uh, yellow, three. Blue, two. Purple, two. I'm going with the favorite, orange. Orange for Chalmers. I'm going to hop in here. I Since again, since I'm betting on Kansas City, I think they'll go right back to the same color. I'm going yellow for the color of the Gatorade. Uh, Scott Hastings, what do you got? Well, blue is my favorite, but I'm going to go with orange. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah, it just tastes better than red. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Bagged milk? I got to go with the best flavor is blue, and anything yeah. other than blue is just you're upsetting me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, purple, young, purple blue. Blue, blue is a young elite. man's game. Blue is a young man's game, and there's a lot of young men on KC. So okay. they win, it's going to be blue. Blue well, is the least. Except for Kelsey, I, who is older than Gronk. Yeah. Yeah, by six months. Uh, <laughs> Jay? Uh, I'm going just because, like, it's got to be yellow. Yellow is, like, if you look at Gatorade in terms of color, you're like, yeah, that yellow one's going to crunch my thirst. Like, that's the most <laughs> thirst-crunching color, period. It's going to be yellow, and Tom Brady loves to win, therefore wants the peak performance color of Gatorade yellow. I have no clue who's doing the anthem, but uh, I'm going to go... Sullivan. Okay. Who? Who? Jasmine Sullivan. I don't know who that and, is. And, I need to listen and, to her sing. And Eric and Church. Church. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say under two minutes. Uh, Chalmers, what are you saying? It's a tandem, so they have to go back and forth? I don't know. That's a good question. But ever ever since 2001, it's been creaking up in time. Two minutes. I'm going under. Scott Hastings? I'm going to go with the over, and hopefully we get a Gladys Knight double free, like yeah. last year, to remember that one. Yep. So, oh, yeah. And that actually landed on the, the first free with the under, the second free with the over. So... Uh, I don't know. Let's go over. Uh, bag milk? I'm going to go over. Why not? Yeah, Let's over. drag it out. Yeah. Jay? Well, I may, I opened up with my statement about how I can't bet under, so I'd be off-brand if I didn't go over. So it's obviously over. <laughs> the last one is centered around the halftime show, which I'm excited for. I like the weekend. Uh, but total oh, number of songs he will play. I saw Odd Shark had this in one of their articles. I, I think the line is set at seven and a half songs. Not full songs. Like if he does, you know, whatever it is, 30 seconds of one, then goes to the next one. That that counts as a song. I'd uh, set it seven and a half. Jay, I've been coming to you last on a lot of these. I'll come to you first here. Over or under seven and a half songs for the weekend. Well, so I have to attack the line because I think the line's wrong because it's forcing me to bet under. Okay. Which is not my style. I'm going to take over. I, I think he's got enough chart toppers that 
he can mix in eight songs into this performance. Scott Hastings over under seven and a half for the weekend. We're, we're, we keep the overs going. Also, right. like if you know, an Ariana Grande shows up, or you know, you always have some other person show up for a song. I think that counts towards yep. an over under. No, yep, <laughs> we'll go with that. All right, bag milk. I'm looking at a list of the weekend's singles that have been on the charts. It's this is going over easy over. He wants to Damn get the it. catalog in. Uh, Chalmers, what are you taking over under? Here is why I will oh. go against everything you guys have said. He's spending $7 million on his own production to make this a theatrical performance. If you've watched his last six music videos, they are a running story. He is a storyteller. There's going to be a lot of interludes. There's going to be a lot of production. He is not going to get to six, seven songs. He Woo! might not even get to six. I'm going way under. They still do music videos? <laughs> oh, buddy. They're coming back, buddy. Didn't you see where he came out with like the bandages on his face from the music video before, and then he unveiled the bandages, and he had all this plastic surgery where his lips were huge, and his face had been pulled up, and it was just part of the character arc from his yep. last five music videos. He's fucking with people. He's throwing. Oh, I he hope it's under people, that. And he is, he is a performer, and this will be a performance with a lot of musical interludes. What's on the menu for the game, Scott? What are you eating? I'm going barbecue. I'm going to get like a good pulled pork sandwich, I think, and, and some greasy food brought over. But what are you going to do? Good man. Um, I believe that we are doing pizza at the studio uh, amongst other uh, beverages and whatnot. And I'm sure there'll be chips and whatnot. Nothing yeah. nothing too okay. special. Usually if I'm at home, it's going to be like a nachos type situation. But uh, we're going to be at the studio. So it sounds like Zah. Love it. All right. Have a good one, man. Enjoy the game. Enjoy, fellas. Take care. All right. There you go. That is Scott Hastings from Oddshark, oddshark.com. Everything you need for Super Bowl 55, whether it's props, how to bet, where to place a bet, the matchup, their picks, all of it is available at oddshark.com. I'm stoked for the game now. Can I just say how stoked I am to make air fryer wings for the game on Sunday? Ooh, fucking rights, man. I am living large. Yep. I'm also making wings on the old Traeger. I cannot wait. Enjoy the game, guys. That should be fun. Shout out to all the listeners as well. Send us your like Super Bowl 55 setup. What you're eating. Always love to get that stuff going. DM us. Why not? Um, all right. Enjoy the game, everybody. Should be a good weekend. Enjoy the battle. Actually, let me let me do this. Let me go around the horn really quickly here. The Battle of Alberta. <laughs> the Battle of Alberta this Saturday. Will it be as heated as maybe we want it to, or do you think it could be more tame than it was last year just because it's been a while and they got to play a lot this year? Bag milk? Calgary's, Calgary's oh. going to come with intensity because the whole like team meeting they had to have around not playing for each other or especially sticking up for Kachuk, I think they're, they're, they're kind of gelling a little bit and they're going to be a little aggressive. So I'm just hoping we can respond in kind. Okay. Bag milk. What are you thinking? I am actually, this may not be a popular opinion, but I'm actually hoping it's going to be a calmer battle of Alberta on Saturday because where the Oilers get themselves into trouble against the flames is with discipline. And right now their penalty kill is not nearly good enough to be tacking on penalties that are just because they're pissed off. So I'm hoping it's a little bit mellow. The points are too important right now. Mellow game, go with us. Chalmers, heated or no? Um, I think it's going to be mellower, but I think the heat is going to get turned up in the third. I think that they're going to go into it knowing we got to play these guys 10 times. 
let's just try to not make it all explode in game one so the rest of the season is an absolute mess. But I think by the third, emotions take over. Guys stop thinking that way, and it starts to get heated. Yeah, I think the Oilers will get up 4-1 or something, and then in the third period, a certain someone on that Calgary side will start to run around and get a little bit pissed off, and that's when things will start to escalate. Uh, But enjoy the Battle of Alberta, guys. Enjoy it with a nation beer as well. Why not? And enjoy the Super Bowl on top of that. Uh, shout out to Oodle Noodle and our friends at Twig and Berries. Promo code NATION15 gets you 15% off at twigandberries.ca. This has been episode 253 of the Real Life Podcast for Wanye Chalmers, Bag Milk, and Jay. Enjoy your weekend. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.